Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Matt Giglio. 71 days until March Madness begins. Yeah, uh, great weekend we had. Uh, but let's just get started with some breaking news. Um, first of all, we want to send our condolences to Coach Westfall, uh, former USC star and Celtics player. And he was a college coach as well, alongside an NBA coach. Um, just just condolences to him and his family and may he rest in peace yeah definitely uh not a good way to start 2021 but uh yeah i mean we've seen a lot of greats especially basketball greats uh passed away obviously last year and it's not a good way to start this year but uh we hope that everyone is doing well and safe and uh yeah i mean before we actually start i wanted to mention keontae johnson real quick he's actually coaching now coach keontae johnson now with florida coaching that's just great stuff to see and we love to see it obviously uh, he's probably not going to play the rest of the year, as it seems, but uh, we never know anything's possible. But, uh, Keontae, if you're watching this, uh, we appreciate you, and we just hope that you're doing better and recovering. And it's just good to see you back out there. Sure, you're not playing, but uh, it's, just, it's just good to see you uh, as a coach now for Florida. Yeah, I, I mentioned that last episode, but obviously you went more in-depth in it. But let's just get started with the breaking news. Uh, first off, huge breaking news, Yale grad transfer Paul Atkinson has committed to Notre Dame, averaged about 18 points, seven and a half rebounds, one and a half assists this past season in the Ivy League. Uh, obviously, he was the co-Ivy League player of the year last year and was definitely going to be the preseason player of the year before the Ivy League canceled their season. Will be eligible for the second semester and the whole next year since players will be getting extra eligibility. Huge addition for the Fighting Irish. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is big stuff, and uh, I like this fit a lot, honestly. I mean, Notre Dame, Paul Atkinson kind of fits their system, believe it or not. I mean, they have Nate Lazinski, who's – I don't know how tall he is, but he's a big dude, and he can shoot the three. Notre Dame likes their stretch bigs, and Paul Atkinson, I think – I say he's kind of a stretch big in a way, but uh, this is a very good get for them, and this just helps their big men out a lot more. And uh, they've had a couple of guys uh, in the rotation, but getting Atkinson for the second semester uh, should be great stuff. So, uh, Notre Dame – uh, team to keep your radar on. Uh, sure, they're not doing the greatest in uh, ACC play as of right now. They just lost UNC this weekend. But uh, they got a couple wins under the belt in ACC play. I'd say right now they're a little bit below the fringe for the uh, March Madness tournament, in my opinion, personally. But if they can rack up a couple more wins and get Atkinson and be on full stride, this team could make a run in the t- – they, they couldn't make it to the tournament. They got to make it there first before they can make a run. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, this is a good gift for them, definitely for the future uh, and right now especially. Yeah, and speaking of Notre Dame, Coach Mike Bray was wearing shorts in uh, in their game against UNC. <laughs> Pretty interesting choice, if you ask me. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting choice. But uh, a lot of a lot of coaches have been wearing some interesting stuff. I mean, usually it's a suit and tie, but uh, especially the Maui and a couple other preseason tournaments, some guys were wearing they were wearing some crazy stuff. But uh, regardless, I, I definitely respect it from Coach Bray. But uh, they're in they're in North Carolina. Get some get some. Uh, Sun out there, I guess, but uh, you never know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, very interesting. But uh, yeah, maybe it's a uh, ritual for him, so can't, can't disrespect what he's doing with the shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, Howard's Nojo Eastern has opted out of the 2020-2021 season and will turn pro. He was a transfer from Purdue, has yet to play a game due to a foot injury. And, yeah, just what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, this is not what I want to see from Howard. Obviously, I picked Howard to win the MAAC, and this is not how I want to see them right now. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they, they haven't even had McCurr, McCurr, McCurr Maker either. Both of those guys have been dealing with injuries. They're actually supposed to both practice uh, this week. And obviously, uh, Howard actually got shut down. So they're gone for another 14 days. And uh, Nodal Eastern and McCurr Maker were supposed to come back today or yesterday. But, uh, yeah, they're gone for another two weeks. So very tough stuff for Howard here. McCurr Maker, I need, I need some life out of you. I need you to be the uh, conference player of the year. But uh, it's looking a little slow right now, but uh, definitely see what happens uh, when Howard comes back. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Howard in the MEAC conference preview. The number one team in that conference. Where you, what do you have to say now? I don't know. Who, who is the, do you know who the number one is right now? I do not. Yeah, I mean, we don't really pay much attention to that conference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that number one, that Howard getting the MEAC – their chances are very slim to none now, but uh, you never know. Things could turn around. Cinderella story could be inbound, but uh, we'll see them in two weeks and see if they can uh, pull some things off. Yeah, you never know. Lots of bold predictions made on this podcast. Uh, let's just get to the next piece of breaking news. Uh, Houston's Caleb Mills is stepping away from the team due to personal reasons, has only played four games so far due to injuries, averaging 10 points, one and a half rebounds through those four games. Uh, unsure how long he will miss. Tough loss for Houston. I believe he was the preseason American player of the year, and he was one of their top options when he played. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I believe he was preseason player of the year for the American Conference, like you said. And uh, for some of these games, he was actually coming off the bench. So uh, very interesting stuff there. And that just shows how dynamic Houston is for their guard play. And they can put Caleb Mills as a sixth man, and he can thrive. And he definitely saw that with the four games he played this year so far. And we definitely hope that he comes back, and we hope that whatever he's dealing with, he's doing okay. And we, we love him as a player. He's just a very talented player. And he was one of the reasons why we had Houston so – well, everyone has Houston so high. We don't, we don't particularly have him <laughs> high in the American. Uh, no disrespect to Houston. Obviously, they've had some tough stuff going on, obviously, in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we still have them relatively high in the American, and he was one of the reasons why. And without him now, it could be a little bit more of a struggle. Uh, you'll definitely see what Houston did this weekend. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, without him, it's going to be a tough stretch. But we'll definitely see what happens uh, with the American play rolling on. Mm-hmm. Definitely 100% agree with you. Uh, hope he recovers fully from whatever he's dealing with. Next, UCLA's Chris Smith has torn his ACL and will be out for the remainder of the season. Huge loss for UCLA as Smith was their top option and their top defender easily returning from last year. Averaging 12.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 2 assists so far. Huge loss, obviously, I stated that. And hope he recovers fully. Pretty surprising that he managed to play with that torn ACL against Utah before they finally figured out a diagnosis. What are your thoughts on, on this news and that? Yeah, first of all, that was crazy. I mean, the game was very close, and obviously he wanted to play and get the win. So that's what he did, and he did it. Uh, with that being said, Obviously, he's gone for the year now, so it's very disappointing that we have to see him blow. And uh, he was obviously the top guy last year, like we said, probably the best defender, like you said as well. And he was a big piece for UCLA, and that's why we had them and everyone had them so high in the Pac-12 this year. They were a top three team preseason for the Pac-12. Now without him, they're going to they're gonna need some other guys to step up. Uh, I don't know who that will be, really. It might be Johnny Juzang. It might be a couple other guys, but I'm not really sure who that might be yet. But uh, it's very interesting to see. I mean, UCLA is doing pretty well so far this season. Um, I don't know what their record is, but I think they're relatively good, especially in Pac-12 play so far. But, uh, yeah, this is just a huge loss for them. 
and hope Chris Smith is doing well and hopefully he recovers soon. Yeah, he, uh, he was definitely one of the most versatile defenders. He could guard one through four. And, yeah, uh, they're just front court and the back court. He, put, he could play either or. They just take a big blow. Um, UCLA, nonetheless, they're still 3-0 in conference play so far. Uh, we're just going to have to see how this pans out for the future. Yeah, we need some good news. We need some good news. So uh, you're going to end this off with some very, very, very good news. Yeah, the state of Indiana is expected to hold – all of March Madness. Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> froze for a bit. The state of Indiana is expected to hold all of the March Madness games for this season. Huge news as they finally found its home for 2021. All games, including the championship, will be held in locations all around Illinois and the state of Indiana. Locations will be Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Lucas Oil Stadium, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Simon Jacot. Assembly Hall and Mackey Arena, um, all hosted by either the Horizon League or colleges and universities in Indiana. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and the Pacers actually are hosting one of those places as well. But with that being said, uh, amazing news here and a state stepped up, Indiana. My condolences to you. Great stuff. We love to see it. March Madness is back in full throttle. Uh, we've been waiting a very long time. We also didn't even know if it was going to happen, and we're just happy that it's happening. Uh, we are kind of sad. I mean, one of the locations was supposed to be in Providence this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's not happening anymore. Probably wasn't going to happen anyways, especially uh, they're probably not going to allow fans. I mean, I, I really don't know what's going to happen from now until March. But you never know. I don't think there will be fans. But, I mean, I mean, like the players' family, obviously. But besides that, I'm not really sure what they're going to do. But with that being said, March Madness is going to happen. And just be excited. And I'm very excited, as you guys know. And, yeah. It's always March, coming very soon. Yeah, uh, you stole my my idea. Obviously, I'm kind of devastated that the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, will not be a location. But obviously, in this year, this season of uncertainty, as long as we have March Madness, uh, I'm happy. Lifetime goal is to be at one March Madness game in my life. I don't care what game it is or where it is. I'm going to have to be at one uh, in my lifetime or I will have a failed life. So I need to make that a bucket list, and you do as well. And we got to go to a March Madness game together uh, sometime, somewhere, somehow. We got to do it. But uh, we thought this might be the year, but obviously things, th things could change for the worse. But with that being said, we should now get into the weekend recap. And like you said earlier, what a weekend it was, especially Saturday. Saturday was a great game for college basketball. And, yeah, so let's just get right into it, starting with number one, Gonzaga. Uh, they beat San Francisco after a shaky first half. Uh, they're now 10-0, Gonzaga is, and they seem unstoppable right now. Uh, number two, Baylor, a very strong finish against Iowa State. Baylor is now 9-0 in the season. Uh, the game was very close, believe it or not, for the most part of the first half especially. And Baylor kind of opened it up in the second half. But Iowa State, pretty good performance against Baylor, who is a top-two team in the nation. And moving on, number five, Houston. They beat SMU without Caleb Mills, obviously. Very good bounce-back win for Houston in this win. Uh, number 10, Iowa. They do survive against number 14, Rutgers. Uh, young shot for Rutgers. Just hit the buzzer and missed for um, them. And Garzello with a light 25 points in this win for Iowa. Number 11, Creighton. They, up, uh, they uphold a huge upset from Providence. This game was amazing to watch. And uh, Christian Bishop with a game-winning dunk. Uh, this is an extraordinary game. Um, it was a game-winning dunk. It was crazy if you did not watch that. But, yeah, regardless, a very extraordinary game for both teams. Number 12, Missouri, they get the revenge as they beat Arkansas. Uh, Jeremiah Tillman looked very good for Missouri, 25 points, 11 rebounds in the win. 
Number 15, Illinois, they beat Purdue in the battle of the big men. Kofi Coburn and DeMonte Williams, both double-doubles in this win. Uh, number 16, Michigan, they destroy number 19, Northwestern. Michigan now 9-0 on their season. Number 17, Michigan State, they finally get a win, man. It's been a very long time for them. They skid a three-game losing streak, and they finally got their win against Nebraska. Very good stuff for Michigan State. We're definitely happy to see that they got a win finally in Big Ten play. Uh, number 21, Oregon, they beat Stanford. Oregon now 8-1 the season. They are 3-0 in the Pac-12 as well, alongside UCLA and a couple other teams maybe, but I'm not too sure. And uh, finally, number 21, Minnesota. They beat number 25, Ohio State. Liam Roberts, man, he continues to shine for this Minnesota team. 27 points, 14 rebounds in the win. What were your thoughts on the top 25s getting it done today and this weekend? Yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway is obviously we've been, we've been telling Baylor – Get some better competition. Maybe not. They barely, they barely passed the test against Iowa State. So, um, pretty, pretty weird stuff there. And Michigan, they may be legit. Uh, I, I don't really, I'm not really big fan of Michigan, but I have to say they may be legit. And uh, yeah, Liam Robbins, he's doing great in Minnesota, but Drake is doing just fine without him. Definitely agree with that statement right there. And I agree with all three of the statements, actually. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Baylor, who knows? They might get their uh, loss in Big 12 play soon. Uh, a couple other teams got their losses in Big 12 play as we will now move on to the upset of the week. And believe it or not, we do not have a one true game for the upset of the week. It's kind of a pick your poison as we have four top 25 teams going down. And uh, all these were – well, three of them were to non-ranked teams, but one of them – was a top 25 battle. And uh, we're starting now with number three, Kansas. They get upset at home by number eight, Texas. We love to see it. Texas, Shaka Smart and the Longhorns, baby. They come into Kansas and they beat them by 25. Worst home loss under Coach Bill Self ever in Kansas. Uh, at, well, at Kansas, obviously. And, uh, yeah, this is a very big win for Texas. And you're going to see where they ranked up now in the top 25 coming up soon. And uh, also your team, number Tennessee, uh, number seven, Tennessee, uh, they lose to Alabama and a, a pretty good game. Uh, I, I called this one. I said, John Petty Jr. is the X factor for Alabama, and he did prevail in this win for Alabama. I did predict this win here as the upset. I got that one right, thankfully. And uh, next game up, number nine, West Virginia. They lose to Oklahoma in their first game without Oscar DeShibwe. A very good comeback for West Virginia regardless. They're down by, I believe, 18 in the first half. But well, they did make a comeback, and they lost the game by two. But obviously not enough to survive. Uh, Yamoja Gibson looked very good for Oklahoma. He made eight three-pointers in this game. And uh, finally, for the last upset of the week, number 13, Texas Tech. They lose to Oklahoma State in overtime. And uh, Oklahoma State, they continue to shine uh, after, they lose their after they lost their last two. A very good bounce-back win against the top uh, 15 team in the nation. What are your thoughts on these uh, upsets of the week? Yeah, sadly, uh, Tennessee went down. Obviously, I kind of – Expected them to lose at some point. West Virginia, they're just not the same team without Toshibwe, even if their backcourt is still – or frontcourt is still very, very good. They're just not the same. Um, Texas Tech, that came as a surprise to me. Oklahoma State just looked flawless throughout the whole game. And last of all, least Kansas, they just looked awful against Texas. Just flat-out awful. Yeah, that was a very surprising game for me as well. I did not expect Texas to – I expected them to win, obviously. I did not expect them to blow out Kansas at Kansas. Uh, that was very surprising to me as well. Uh, but now, we are now moving forward to teams of the week. And uh, this first team, and this is the team of the week we have, Colorado State. And believe it or not, 
one of the greatest comebacks we've seen so far this year, the greatest comeback we've seen so far this year, made on Saturday. They were down by as many as 26 in the first half uh, against San Diego State, and they managed to make two big runs, a 19-0 run at the end of the first and a 14-0 run in the beginning of the second as they beat San Diego State by three. And it was a very good game. Uh, one of the Colorado State guys hit a pretty much a, a crazy circus shot three, and it was an and one, and he made that four-point play, and that was a huge uplifter for Colorado State in this win. This is the largest comeback of the year so far. This is actually the largest comeback in Mountain West history. So that just shows how great this comeback was. And uh, Colorado State is currently 6-1, and one, and they're now 3-0 and oh in Mountain West play as they have a very big contest against who, I guess who other than uh, San Diego State once again tonight. Uh, we'll cover that, obviously, in our upcoming slate. But, uh, yeah, we've got some honorable mentions as well. Texas, I mean, you had to put them on here. They beat Kansas at home uh, after the quote-unquote upset, uh, obviously, on the road. They deserve to be here, and they are a legit team this year. Best under Shaka Smart at his time at Texas. We, we predicted this one very heavily in the offseason. It's definitely coming to play right now as Texas. Uh, you'll see where they're ranked in the top 25, but you're going to like it if you are a Texas fan. Uh, Drake, they're in here once again. They continue to roll, man. They're 12-0 now. This is, this is the best team so far in all of college basketball record-wise. And uh, they're, they have 11 double-digit wins, which is very crazy stuff for Drake. They also play again tonight. We'll cover that later. And Stony Brook, this is a very surprising team right now. Stony Brook, we talked about them in the offseason. They lost their top three guys and from last year's roster, obviously. And they are now 4-0 in America East play. And they are currently on a five-game winning streak after starting the year 1-4. So very crazy stuff from all three of these Auburn mentioned teams and obviously Colorado State. What are your thoughts on these teams of the week? Yeah, I'm just surprised Jake is, Drake is still undefeated. Texas, obviously, they deserve it. Uh, 25 in Kansas is nearly impossible in Stony Brook. They looked all right. They're looking all right now. Obviously, Colorado State, that was just a terrific comeback. And fun fact, you're killing it on the dark horses. Uh, Colorado State was your dark horse in the Mountain West. Man, I, I didn't even know that. Dark Horse is my thing, man. Dark Horse and 1-1 games are my thing. And uh, I honestly did not know Colorado State was my Dark Horse in this conference. But, uh, man, oh, man, that's some very good stuff. I just have a very bright mind when it comes to Dark Horses. And sometimes upsets, sometimes not. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I did not know that. Thank you for the insight. Oh. And we'll now move forward to uh, Stars of the Week. We got a, a ton, and I mean a ton, of stars and 30-point performances this weekend. This is probably the craziest uh, stat lines I've seen so far this season, and it all happened on one weekend and day, pretty much Saturday. But uh, regardless, the stars of the week, we got three, and then we got six honorable mentions today. Uh, Dante Allen, the first guy from Kentucky. This is one of the craziest stories we've seen so far this year. This is his breakout game. He played 19 minutes all season before this game. Uh, Coach Calipari got ejected, and I think he had maybe – Four points before Cal was ejected, and then he erupted, and he scored 23 points, and he pretty much carried Kentucky to their, this win over Mississippi State. It's good to six-game win streak uh, – lo, lo, sorry, lo, losing streak for Kentucky, and this was a must-needed win for them. And Dante Allen, he got it done. Uh, I believe he's the uh, Kentucky Basketball Player of the Year in high school, and I, I don't know if – was he a walk-on or was he – he was, I know he's a redshirt freshman, but – Yes, he, he redshirted last year due to injury. The hometown kid. Hometown kid, exactly, and uh, a crazy story there for him. And he'll definitely see a lot more playing time, I believe, in the uh, future for Kentucky now. He made his presence known, and, yeah, Coach Cal, you got to play him more. If you don't, 
I think everyone, especially the fans uh, in Kentucky, will be, will be very disappointed in my opinion. And we're now moving forward to Travis Evie from Rice, 36 points and a win over UTSA. And Rice is actually 8-2 and two now. Very surprising stuff for them. They lost a couple of their top options from last year as well. And them and Drake, they're doing some pretty uh, crazy stuff, losing their top guys from last year. But who knows what's going on. And our last guy for start of the week before honorable mentions, Justin Jaworski from Lafayette, 37 points, 8 rebounds. But they did not win this game. They lost by one point in overtime. Uh, and they played Lehigh in the beginning of the Patriot League. A very good game for both teams. But Lafayette did get the uh, last laugh, I guess, as they won the second game of that one, uh, that two-game uh, two series. And uh, honorable mentions now, Nas Bohannon from Youngstown State, 32 points, 12 rebounds, and a win over Green Bay. Kevion Nolan from Jacksonville, 32 points and a win over Keenshaw State. Lauren Christian Jackson from Akron. We talked about this guy in our preseason, and uh, he's definitely killing it. 31.6 rebounds and a win over Kent State. Kevin Obanor from Oral Roberts, 39 points, 10 rebounds, and a win over Omaha. Wendell Green Jr., Eastern Kentucky, 30 points, 5 rebounds, and a very good win over Austin Pay. Eastern Kentucky is a team that slept on. You talked about that last episode. They definitely showed it with that win over Austin Pay. And finally, Yamoja Gibson, who we talked about earlier from Oklahoma, 29 points, eight of those uh, three-pointers made. Uh, he, he was off the bench as well in the upset win over West Virginia. Uh, obviously, he's the transfer from North Texas this offseason. Definitely getting it done for Oklahoma. What are your thoughts on these uh, stars of the week? Yeah, they all deserve it, but I just can't believe what Dante Allen did for Kentucky. Uh, he's their only true shooter, and, you know, he finally gets his chance, and he makes the most out of it. Just the, the hometown kid, you know, everyone telling Cal to play him when they were 1-0, 1-1, 1-2, and so on and so forth. Every time they were losing, just like, oh, put Dante in, and he finally did it, and look what happened. Yeah, look what happened indeed. Definitely the best story so far this year, and he definitely deserved to be a star of the week. And uh, mid-major love for the stars of the week, this this week especially. We usually we give it to Garzilla, we give it to Marcus Carr, Ron, Ron Harper Jr. We give it to all the uh, big names, but we're definitely giving them the mid-major love uh, this weekend, especially very good performances from them. And we're now moving forward to best game. There's a lot of very good games, as it shows, with the stars, the teams, and all the upsets this week. But uh, what was your best game of the weekend? Yeah, I got Creighton versus Providence. That's my best game. Obviously, you guys know Creighton was my preseason national champions. Um, it was just a very – very tough game to watch, especially at the end. Creighton was up by 10 with like two minutes left. Providence just started pressing and they somehow tied it up and Christian Bishop with a, with a grown man's dunk to win the game with half a second left. That was, that was a crazy, crazy play. That was a very crazy play indeed. And he was trailing the whole play and Zigarowski drove, just dumped it off to him and he just jammed it. It was crazy to watch. That was definitely a very good game of this weekend. Uh, my game, obviously Mississippi State and Kentucky. Double OT game, Dante Allen, the, the story of the weekend, and definitely shows very close game regardless. I did pick Mississippi State, but based on Dante Allen's story, I, I, I do respect Kentucky winning this game. Must need to win, like we said earlier, and they got that done. All mentioned game for me, Iowa Rutgers, two-point game, battle of top two top 15 teams, and yeah, it's pretty much down to the wire, just a missed layup. Uh, not a missed layup, but a missed shot. Four Rutgers uh, pretty much at the buzzer. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for best games. And it's now your time to shine with the uh, new and improved AP poll. Yeah, definitely. Week seven of the AP poll. Uh, number one, number two, they stay the same. Gonzaga at number one, Baylor at number two, of course. And Gonzaga, they have 63 of the 64 
first place votes with Baylor receiving the other one. Uh, whoever did that, maybe you should reconsider since Baylor they barely escaped Iowa State. I'll keep saying that because it's just, it's just funny to, to say it. <laughs> um, number three, we have a new number three is Villanova. They move up one spot due to the loss of Kansas. Number four is your team, Texas. Um, oh, yeah. I told you. Texas fans, be excited. Texas is here to stay, baby. Let's go. And rounding out the top five is Iowa moving up five spots. Pretty surprising to me, but it is what it is. Number six is Kansas. That's where they are after that, that tough loss to Texas. Number seven, Creighton, my team, obviously. Number eight, your team, your national championships, excuse me, uh, Wisconsin. And number nine, my Tennessee Volunteers. Rounding out the top ten, Michigan. Just – yeah, our reaction says, says it all. Number 11, big father, Houston, after they lost to Tulsa. They bounced back with a win over SMU, but still uh, there's progress for, the, for to be made for them. Number 12, Illinois, 13, Missouri, 14, West Virginia, and number 15, Rutgers, 16. We got Minnesota at number 16. They're, they're high riser now. Oregon as well at number 17. Texas Tech after their loss to Oklahoma State, number 18. Virginia Tech, 19. And a new team tied with Virginia Tech for number 19 is Clemson. And number 21, Duke. Number 22, Virginia. And we got a, we got a two-way tie at, at 23, Michigan State at 23. And the new team, the team I've been, I've been advocating for for the past six weeks, it's finally here, St. Louis is in the AP pool at number 23 and rounding out the top 25 is Florida State dropping seven spots. The drops, Northwestern and Ohio State, two Big Ten teams. And for the conference breakdown, seven Big Ten teams, five Big 12 teams, five ACC teams, two Big East teams, one SEC team, one American, one A-10, one Pac-12, and one West Coast Conference team. Uh, many other teams receiving votes, but obviously, let's just get to your opinion on the top 25. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, congratulations. St. Louis has finally made it in. I don't even think they played a game this week. I think they've been in quarantine. But regardless, they uh, made their way in some way, somehow, and they got it done. Congratulations to you and St. Louis. Uh, this is the first uh, A-10 team since Richmond to make it back in and uh, bring some balance, sort of, to the uh, conference breakdown. Uh, obviously, two Big Ten teams go down. One A-10 team comes in and one ACC team comes in in their place. Uh, my thoughts, Iowa, why do they move up five spots? I'm not too sure. I definitely agree with you there on why they moved up five spots. Sure, they beat Rutgers, but uh, I don't think you deserve to move five spots. Ahead of Kansas especially, I think Kansas should still be number five in my opinion. But that being said, Everything else looks pretty good. I mean, obviously, teams went very high and very low. And this week seven, uh, AP poll especially, you see teams like Houston, West Virginia, Michigan State, uh, and even teams like Florida State as well dropping down big. And some teams moving up very big, like Oregon, Minnesota, and even Texas and Michigan, obviously. Michigan, the biggest riser, uh, I think, uh, one of the biggest risers. Uh, them inside the top 10 doesn't really settle too well with me. I know you definitely agree with that. But regardless, all in all, I think this is a very good top 25, and all these teams 
definitely deserve to be here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a very good top 25, a very uh, changeable top 25, but uh, very good according to me. Yeah, same here. Obviously, I finally convinced the AP poll voters to put St. Louis in the top 25. Uh, my first job is done. What is the next mid-major team I will be advocating for? I do not know yet. We'll uh, I, can answer, I can answer that question for me. Uh, BYU, come on. Sure, they're, they're kind of a mid-major team, kind of not. But uh, BYU, their time is coming very soon. Uh, don't get it twisted. You know what? I'm going to put one now. Winthrop should be in the top 25. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm also going to advocate for Drake. If they can keep this up, I want to see Drake with the number next to their name. I don't, I don't really care who they play, but uh, if you're undefeated, you're probably going to be – I think Drake's one of the last undefeated teams left besides, obviously, Gonzaga and Baylor and some of those top-heavy teams. But uh, if Drake can stay undefeated for a couple more weeks, you might see this team in the top 25 sneaking in, obviously, at the bottom. I don't think they'll be above 20 by no means, but uh, who knows? That'd be pretty cool to see. So, Drake, keep it up, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of minutes as we talk about our upcoming slate. Yeah, let's just talk about Drake right now. Very quiet uh, slate of games today. Gets better tomorrow, but still not as good as this past weekend. Starting off with Southern Illinois versus Drake in a good Missouri Valley game. Uh, Drake actually just killed Southern Illinois the other day. Uh, who do you have in game number two? Yeah, I mean, you know I'm the 1-1 guy. I definitely – I think this game's going to be a little bit closer than I expected. Obviously, as seen by the first matchup, Drake killed them. Uh, I, definitely, I definitely think Drake will win this game once again. Southern Illinois, I think they'll come to play. A very solid team so far this season, in my opinion. But uh, I don't think they'll give Drake their first loss of the season. I got Drake winning this game here. Yeah, I have Drake improving to 13-0. Uh, next game up, we got a, a Big Ten matchup here. We got uh, Maryland taking on Indiana. Uh, two teams you like a lot, but uh, who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I got Indiana uh, winning this one. Both teams are wildly inconsistent to start their seasons. It's just which team shows up and which team doesn't. And I, I think Indiana will show up for this game, especially at home. Yeah, I'm going to pick Indiana as well. I believe Eric Ayala uh, is injured. Am I right about that? I have no clue. Someone someone on their team's injured. That's all I know. I definitely saw that oh, yeah. somewhere. Oh, yeah, Daryl Morcel. Daryl Morcel is injured. That's right. And he's a pretty big piece to that uh, Maryland team. So, with that being said, I am going to pick Indiana win this game. Trace Jackson Davis, I think he's going to take this game pretty much himself. Sure, Aaron Wiggins is on the other side. You're a Big Ten player of the year. But uh, I got Indiana winning this game here. Yeah. Um, next, uh, number 14, West Virginia. They will look to bounce back against Oklahoma State. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State, they just beat Texas Tech. I think they can do the same thing against West Virginia. And West Virginia, they definitely hopefully found a, a rhythm, uh, especially in the second half of their game against Oklahoma. But uh, Oklahoma State looks very good, so I am going to pick Oklahoma State with this upset here. Yeah, definitely agree with you. And if you go uh, extend the, the AP to the receiving votes, Oklahoma State's actually 30th. So, yeah. Yeah, if they can get this win, uh, you might see them with a number next to their name uh, maybe next week. But uh, next game up, we got the uh, game we've been talking about all day. I believe this game is very late at 9 p.m., but regardless, it's a, it's a rematch of the uh, Mountain West game. Colorado State takes on San Diego State once again. Uh, very highly anticipated game, but who do you got one in this game? Yeah, San Diego State's going to bounce back. I know they're going to bounce back. No questions here. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm picking the uh, I'm picking the team of the week. Give me Colorado State winning this game. Got to stick with my dark horse now that I know that they are my dark horse, and I did not forget about them. I'm sure maybe I did, but thank you for the reminder. I am picking Colorado State, uh, my team of the week, my dark horse. Got to show some love for them pulling off this good win. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just get to Tuesday slate now. Uh, first off, BYU versus Holy Cross, uh, BU, Boston University versus Holy Cross in a Massachusetts showdown. Uh, they actually played very early today with BU taking it. Both teams will have to be wearing masks this time since BU will require that. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, uh, that's a very tough blow with all the masks and stuff. I mean, I'm playing with masks as well. Not not easy, but uh, it's definitely doable. Very tough transition going from games with no masks to games with masks. I think that will be an interesting thing to see, especially this year with BU. But that being said, I am picking BU winning this game. Holy Cross, they lost so much this offseason, and I definitely think BU is the better team here. So I got BU winning this game here. Yeah, if Holy Cross can't beat BU without masks, what makes you think they will beat BU with masks? <laughs> I don't know. That's very interesting to see. We'll see what happens with that game tomorrow. And uh, moving on, we got a, a very good matchup here. Toledo, they take on uh, Kent State. Very good matchup here, in my opinion. But who do you got winning this game? Yeah, but this is going to be a huge defensive game. I'm expecting to be very low scoring, but I'm taking Toledo at the end. Yeah, I'm actually going to take Kent State. Uh, they did very well against Akron the other day. Sure, Akron did win that game. Lauren Christian Jackson went off, like we said earlier. But uh, I think Kent State's a very solid team. They've had some glimpses of being very good, obviously, as seen against Virginia uh, earlier this year. Uh, but that being said, I am going to pick Kent State pulling off this win here. Both these teams are very good, so this game could be a toss-up in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The A-10 play continues with Dayton versus Forum. Who do you have in this matchup? Yeah, very interesting to see here what Dayton can do. Obviously, they lost uh, one of their big men uh, earlier uh, last week, I believe, and uh, they lost to LaSalle uh, earlier this uh, – sorry, last week. Uh, with that being said, I am picking Dayton with the bounce back. Fordham, not the greatest of teams in the A-10. Jalen Cartridge and E.B. Watson should take this game over for Dayton. Yeah, definitely agree with you. And next game up, we got a, a very good game here as Central Michigan takes on uh, Justin Turner and our Bowling Green team. Who do you got one in this game? Yeah, I got Bowling Green this uh, this game. They actually look like the MAC front runners for now. It looks like it. So with that being said, I am picking Bowling Green as well. Uh, very impressive to watch. I've just loved watching them so far, especially with Justin Turner. Obviously, can't mention him enough, but uh, we love to see him play. So we got to keep him rolling with Bowling Green winning this game. Yeah, our next game is supposed to be number three, Villanova versus DePaul. But Villanova, they're going to have to quarantine once again. They just finished their, their two-week quarantine yesterday, and they have to quarantine for another two weeks again, which is very unfortunate. Very unfortunate indeed. Thankfully, they moved up one spot because they did not play. But uh, with, teams, with teams getting upset, they could benefit from this, especially when they're not, when they're not playing. We saw a similar case in Tennessee. They benefited from a couple upset games. But, uh, yeah, number three team is still on pause. Very tough to see here. So we now move forward to a Big 12 game as uh, Kansas State. They looked uh, upset uh, once again, number 18, Texas Tech. Well, not once again, because Texas Tech did lose their last game, obviously. Kansas State, could they uh, take another game from Texas Tech? Who do you get one in this game? Texas Tech. Yes, unfortunately, I do have to agree. Uh, Kansas State, I don't know if they're last in the Big 12 anymore. I believe Iowa State might be last, but don't quote me on that. What? They're tied for last. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, they're still at the bottom, so uh, I am picking Texas Tech as well. Yeah, and a terrific ACC matchup tomorrow. NC State takes on 
number 19 Clemson uh, as they look to stay in the poll. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, this game is going to be a very close game. Usually most of Clemson's games are very close. I believe the last team they played was Miami, and I believe they won that game by one point. Uh, I believe so. But uh, with that being said, I am picking Clemson still win this game. This team's been up and down and in and out of the top 25. I, I believe we see them once every week – or once every two weeks, sorry. But, uh, I, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, that has been the case. But with that being said, I do have Clemson winning this game. But NC State, you know I love to see them play, and uh, they could take this game. But I do have Clemson winning this game and a toss-up game, in my opinion. Yeah, NC State's trying to make their case to be in the top 25 as well. They've been receiving votes slowly. Uh, I think this is a complete 50-50 toss-up game, but I'm taking Clemson as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you here. And now move forward to some more Big Ten play. Uh, Nebraska taking on Purdue. Uh, this should be a one-sided game, in my opinion. Nebraska did keep it very close with Michigan State. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they lost that game by four. But uh, I, I think this game should be one-sided. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I got Purdue. And it's looking like Nebraska is the Kansas State of the Big Ten. It appears so, and uh, we thought that might be Northwestern this year, but they're doing some pretty good things. Sure, they got unranked, but they're still very good so far in my eyes. So I do have Purdue winning this game here as well. Yeah, um, back to A-10 play. We got Davidson versus Duquesne. Uh, both teams are coming off losses. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I think this game should be a very good one, in my opinion. Uh, both these teams are looking very good in the A-10, in my opinion, so far. Uh, I am picking Duquesne winning this game. Uh, something about me just tells me that Duquesne's going to win this game. I have picked against Davidson in the past. It seems to be very successful. No disrespect to Davidson. I, li I like their team and I like what they're doing. But I am going to pick uh, Duquesne winning this game here. Yeah, you've been picking against Davidson a lot. I've been picking with Davidson a lot. Uh, I'm picking Davidson here once again. They just look so fundamentally good. I just cannot pick against them. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And a uh, crucial, a very crucial SEC game right here as uh, Florida takes on Alabama. Both these teams have been receiving votes for the top 25. Florida is actually number 26 in the, uh, in the AP poll right now. And Alabama, they're just inside the top 40. But uh, with that being said, who do you got one in this game? Yeah, this game could have a lot of top 25 implications. I'm picking Florida here. and I'm picking them to be in the poll next week. Yeah, I'm actually going to pick Alabama once again. Beating Tennessee was a very good win for them. It all comes down to John Petty Jr. once again. If he can prevail like he did last game against Tennessee, I got Alabama winning this game. But uh, Florida's look very good, don't get me wrong. Uh, but this game's going to be a very good game in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And Texas, number four, Texas. They're coming off a win against Kansas. Huge trap game against Iowa State. Will you be, will you be hooking those horns again? This is a trap game indeed. I definitely agree with that statement there. But uh, I am going to have to hook them horns again. Texas, they've been rolling. God, I got to get this win here. If, the, if not, I'll be very disappointed. So uh, let's go, Texas. This should be a very good win for, for them here. Yeah, uh, I'm picking Texas as well. But, you know, I, I kind of want Iowa State to win. Yeah, don't, don't say that to me. Uh, that will make me very sad if that actually happens. But we're now moving forward to some more ACC play. As uh, UNC, they look to take on Miami. UNC is looking to make it back in the poll some way, somehow. Very good win, win, very good win against Notre Dame this weekend. Who do you got winning this game here? Yeah, uh, with UNC, they just look like another team of West Virginia. Um, just living off the offensive glass in their big men. Uh, so you're going to expect a lot of close games from them, just like with West Virginia. They, they're in a lot of close games, but somehow they, they just finish it. Uh, with, I'm picking UNC here. 
Miami, obviously, I just keep – I can't stress enough that injuries have hurt them so much. Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement there. So I am going to pick UNC as well. Uh, I think this game – I don't think it will be as close as some of their previous games have. But uh, regardless, I do have UNC winning this game. Mm-hmm. And 13th-ranked Missouri, they'll be facing Mississippi State. Missouri's coming off a good win against Arkansas and Mississippi State. Devastating second overtime loss to Kentucky. Who do you have in this matchup? Yeah, I was very close. And when I say very close, I was very close to picking Mississippi State. But I, I just can't after they lost to Kentucky in double OT. So I am picking Missouri winning this game here. That Mississippi State could definitely pull off this upset here, in my opinion. But uh, as we've seen, Missouri, they're kind of a faulty top 15 team. They almost lost to Bradley a couple weeks ago. But I am picking Missouri still winning this game. They need some. They need the guys to score, the Smiths and Pinson. And I think they'll do it this game. So I do have Missouri uh, winning this game right here. Yeah, I have Missouri winning this game as well. But I don't know if they're a top 15 team. Yeah, I thought they should have moved down a couple more spots, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, they didn't really do that much wrong. They just lost to Tennessee by 20. But uh, with that being said, we're now moving forward to our next game, a very good Big Ten game, a top 25 game. We got number 23, Michigan State. Uh, they look to get another win in the wing calm. And number 15, Rutgers, they look to bounce back against their loss to Iowa. Should be a very good game. Who do you got winning this one? Yeah, I'm picking Rutgers here. Michigan State still did not look good against Nebraska, although a win is a win for them. Just it was not a good win. <laughs> and I'm picking Rutgers. And my, my Michigan State package still not here yet. Looking to hang it up so I can break the curse that you, you created. Yeah, I definitely did create the curse. And, uh, I mean, they got their win. I, it was a couple of games before I took it down. They got the win. So uh, it can't be repping Michigan State gear or the poster anymore. But I, I, regardless, I am going to pick Rutgers winning this game. Uh, they looked to bounce back. They did very well against Iowa. They, they held Garzilla to 25, which is pretty good, believe it or not. And uh, they just didn't have a couple shots go for them in the right way. So I am going to pick Rutgers winning this game here. And uh, I don't think this game will be close, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And now for some biggies play, we got UConn. They haven't played in a while. And Marquette, who who somehow escaped Georgetown. What an incredible comeback by Marquette the other day. Uh, who do you have in this Big East matchup? Yeah, Marquette is just the craziest team to watch so far this year. Um, we talked about it all the time. They get some very high-quality wins, some very devastating losses. That loss against Georgetown, that would definitely be a very uh, huge one for them if they did not win that game. But obviously they did. Very good comeback for them. But uh, I got UConn winning this game. James Bunite, obviously my Jerry West candidate for player of the year, or Jerry West player of the year. He's going to get it done, and uh, I do have UConn winning this game here. I also have UConn winning this game, uh, but I won't be surprised if Marquette wins this game. It's just how Marquette's season's going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's Big East play for you right there. Uh, these games are always going to be very close, and this one definitely will be very close once again. And we now move forward to our second la- to last game of this Tuesday slate. We got uh, an American game right here. Memphis takes on UCF. Both these teams look very solid so far to start their American plays off. But who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I got Memphis in this one. Obviously, we ranked them so highly uh, in the beginning of the season. UCF, they're also coming off a loss to South Florida. Yeah, uh, I think UCF will avenge uh, this game here, and they'll get the win that they need. And uh, I I think they're on a two-game losing streak, obviously, with the loss to Houston and now South Florida. So uh, I, do, I, I do expect a win and a win comp for them relatively soon. And I think they will get it done against Memphis tomorrow. Uh, but Memphis has looked pretty good after uh, the Bad Boy Mowers tournament. Didn't really go their way, but uh, they look very good so far in American play. But I am going to pick UCF uh, knocking Memphis down right here. Mm-hmm. And last 
last but not least, to round out the Tuesday night, very late Big 12 game at 10 o'clock. So pretty late for a Big 12 conference game. Number six, Kansas. They look to bounce back at TCU. Do you have Kansas bouncing back? I do. And uh, 10 o'clock for a Big 12, Big 12 game, that's pretty crazy. I mean, usually those are the Pac-12 games playing that late. And Bill Walton usually commentating those for the most part. But uh, with that being said, I am picking Kansas, bouncing back, and getting this win here. TCU surprisingly looks pretty good so far this season. Sure, the competition they played so far in the Big 12 has not been the greatest. But uh, I do have Kansas bounce back and getting a win. If not, uh, this could be a very tough loss for them. But I definitely think they will get it done against TCU right here. Yeah, TCU's looked actually really good to start off their season. They only have one loss, and they're doing real good in conference play. Um, they beat Oklahoma State one game, and just they've been looking really good. But I think Kansas will bounce back. Uh, I won't be surprised if Kansas does lose again, but I think Kansas will bounce back. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And, uh, yeah, that's actually all we got for today's episode. Obviously, uh, with the Monday recover, uh, covering over the weekend, it's always going to be a jam-packed episode, and this one definitely did not disappoint. A lot of crazy stuff with all the breaking news, all the uh, upsets, all the weekend recaps. And uh, the best news of all, like we said earlier, Marsh Madness is back. State of Indiana will be holding the festivities, and just a great sight. As uh, March is coming up very soon, it's already January 4th right now. And uh, like we said, we got uh, 71 days until March Madness begins. And Selection Sunday, it's, it's almost right around the corner. I mean, sure, a couple days away. It's actually 69, two days ahead of March Madness beginning. But with that being said, that's all we got for today. And obviously the weekend recaps, one of the greatest episodes we have. 92 episodes in, 100 coming up very soon. Yeah, obviously, like you said, March Madness is back. It's always March here. And I don't even know when we, when we first started this, this podcast. I have to figure out when the, when the one-year anniversary of this podcast is because we definitely got to do – we definitely got to do an episode then as well. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be during one of the March Madness games. Hopefully not the games, but it'll be one during one of the March Madness days, uh, I think. But um, don't quote me on that. We'll definitely have to do some research. And uh, obviously, Big 100 coming up very soon, eight episodes away, seven, not including this episode right here. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's all we got for today's episode. We thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it is always March. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.